an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. It's the story of the comebacks in week 10. Four games going on right now, and we are talking about the return of three quarterbacks, all in completely unique situations. In Green Bay, you have Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers returning to their team. And in Arizona, where the Panthers right now are taking it to the Cardinals, Cam Newton is sure making sure people know that he is back. Welcome aboard. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Get George Reister on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. I want to start in Green Bay. It's the matchup of two NFC teams that have had uh, quite a history. We've had the replacement refs called the uh, Fail Mary when it was between the Seahawks and Packers. We've had an NFC championship game where Green Bay looked like they were going to the Super Bowl and the Seahawks rally in unbelievable fashion. But really, this game, George, is about the return of Russell Wilson and about the return of Aaron Rodgers. And now that Aaron Rodgers is back, and you heard David Gascon say no score late in the first quarter, is everything about Rodgers over with? Now that he's on the field, was cleared yesterday, playing football now for the Green Bay Packers, is his COVID situation and the fallout that at least came from his comments, is that all done with now for Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? 
No, <laughs> no, it's not, dude. This, this is a story <clears throat> that will be a story until every single unvaccinated player makes it through the season. And I know that there have been some tweets floating around. I mean, a, a crazy one. Oh, well, wouldn't wouldn't you want your quarterback or your players to get COVID now the way that they don't have to get tested for the next 90 days that takes them through the Super Bowl? Well, the problem with that is that doesn't mean that they can't catch COVID just because they're not in the testing policy. That doesn't mean that they can't catch it. So if so, if they do, they're still going to be out because then they will get a test if they're symptomatic. Like it's absolute craziness and people are and they're going to have to live with it until there's an actual resolution. uh, Well, until the season is over with the I see, I think that with for. For football matters, I think it's over with. Rodgers even apparently told uh, the uh, the CBS broadcasting crew who's doing the game today, by the way, it's not a Fox game, so it's kind of a bit of a curveball, but told Tony Romo, told Jim Nance that guys reached out to him, that he wasn't the one that had to do that, but guys reached out to him. Rodgers took part in all the meetings. He'll be taking part in his postgame press conference via Zoom, uh, which is different than what happened in the first part of the season. But I think this is much more about us in the sports talk world and the the uh, the fandom world talking about it than it is on the football field. I think that the Packers are going to be past this. I think that the that Aaron Rodgers is now past this and obviously ready to focus on football, but I don't think this lingers with Green Bay. Agreeing with Rodgers' decision or not agreeing with his decision or his comments is one thing, but for football-wise, I just I don't think it's going to have a lasting effect, and I think that, if anything, he'd probably be a little bit rusty today for uh, the lack of practice this week. That's what I expected to see from Aaron Rodgers. Hasn't really looked it, even though they don't have any points, but I just I, I think that they're past it football-wise, and I think that that's, that's a big thing if you're a Packers fan and and wanting Green Bay to move on because while you and I may continue to talk about it, George, I I don't think that it's a continued thing in the Green Bay locker room or with the team. See, see now what you just what what you asked me and what I interpreted your question as are two different things because I would agree that it's not going to have an impact on them in terms of, of of how they play and if they win games or not. But I do think it will have an impact on like just to just that there is always that possibility that this could happen. And and I think that teams are dealing with that where, where you have Ben Roethlisberger, you've had, you know, Kirk Cousins or, or Lamar Jackson, like like this could go left real fast for a playoff team. And I think that they realize that. So. So while it may not impact them on the field, I think that there's a lingering, you know, that this could have an impact off the field. Well, on the field in terms of an off the field thing, if that makes sense. Vikings kicked a field goal, so they're up on the bolt 6-3. Denver's driving against Philly down 10 nothing, but inside the 15-yard line. We'll let you know what's happening in those games. The The other reason why, George, I don't think that, that the, it matters to the Packers is because of how this has all transpired over the last – I don't know, four or five months, maybe the last six or seven months. Sometimes when you have conversations about players, the other players are always asked about it. They are always having to answer questions. They are always having to respond for someone who is not there. Yeah. And and I don't think that the Packers are really like sick of that or there hasn't been any any sort of 
turmoil or any rumblings that maybe the locker room's kind of getting sick of dealing with Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love questions, or now Aaron Rodgers COVID questions. And I don't think that you would have that on a lot of football teams. I think there are football teams where that could seep in and guys could maybe start to to get tired of answering these questions. And maybe it's because of Rodgers and what he's accomplished and who he is and, and how old he is and how long he's been around. Or maybe it's just that's how this team is as a team and gel together. But the problems that I think that you could have seen happen in Green Bay have not happened at all. That, well, that I don't may think have it would have happened teams. on any team. I don't think that, that, that any team that that would have created a locker room problem. Like big, big, because you're not going to have to keep talking about it only because the person is in the locker room. You, you know, mm-hmm. so... So if you if the person is in the locker room, they can field all the questions them themselves. So I do think that there will be the equation occasional oh something about the, um you know the mask man- mandates or if people are following them and this and that. I think there will be those questions, but I think the bigger part of this whole thing is is past though, and that it wouldn't it wouldn't have infected any team in the league. It is different than a Ben Simmons 76ers scenario where Ben doesn't want to be there and those guys are asked constantly about him. And it's also, let's be honest, it's the NFL and not the NBA, so maybe that's not the best comparison by me. But that's what I think that you have here in in, in this situation. I mean, the Nets are still being asked about Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's different when somebody is there and available to ask the questions for for themselves. And it's not like he's not uh playing you know like it's mm-hmm. different if a guy's not playing but if his availability is in question then yes people are going to a- have to ask those questions because you got to remember that the most important av- ability in sports is availability but that's actually in life so and Aaron Rodgers is available so there's not questions about it but if his availability was going to be in question then then that's the sort of thing that can have an impact on a locker room Melvin Gordon, a one-yard touchdown run for Denver. Extra point was good, so the Broncos now trail the Eagles by three early in the second quarter. Carolina added a field goal, so it's 20 nothing. They're on top of Arizona. Now you look at the other side of the field in Green Bay, and you see the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. And this, this was my thought, and Wilson returning from his finger injury so quickly. And, and it was funny, George, because the timelines that we had heard about Wilson's injury – we're, I, I had heard four to six weeks. That, that's, what, that's what I remember. It's what I remember reporting on. I, but I thought it was six to eight initially. That, that could have been because the, <laughs> the, the, the situation that they mentioned on the broadcast at CBS was they were telling him best case scenario, eight weeks. Yeah, which I, I remember but, hearing that too. But that's, that's also different though than six to eight. Like, <laughs> like best case scenario would be eight to ten. The point is, is with Russell Wilson's return and us watching him do it, do his pregame warmups and do everything he's done and his 19 hour a day treatment that he's receiving. There's a lot of hubbub about this, but I actually thought that you would see an improved Russell Wilson so far because I thought maybe those three games off would help him understand their offense a little bit more. Remember, it's a brand new offense that he's running in Seattle. It does seem to be that he's a bit hesitant right now. He did run for an almost first down. It doesn't seem like the finger in that scenario has hurt him or he's been hesitant to run. But I do think that Russell Wilson seemed a little bit hesitant so far in this game against Green Bay. Yeah, all of that uh, pregame 
uh, not <laughs> that all that stuff he was doing pregame that don't carry over the same way, man. Like it's totally different when you got to go out there and everything speeds up because he's been out for a while. But mm-hmm. I think he'll be just fine, man. All he'll right, be so a okay. Seahawks and Packers scoreless, but Green Bay is driving. They're at the Seahawks 21-yard line, now getting into that red zone as Mercedes Lewis got a little short pass from Aaron Rodgers. Justin Herbert was picked off by the Minnesota Vikings. Eric Kendricks with the INT. It is being reviewed, but it looks like it's going to be uh, Minnesota football here, actually, yet yeah, it is Minnesota football. I think they're football. reviewing the uh, spot, and that's going to be about, about it because that looks like a catch, buddy. Yeah, it, it ended up being a so the the it, you're right. It ended up being an interception. So the uh, Vikings will have the ball at the Chargers' 31 yard line, up six three. And then we mentioned the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton touchdown pass, touchdown run when he scored on that touchdown run to give Carolina their first lead early on. He shouted, "I'm back!" And it was more of the "I'm back," the Sam Ellinger Texas "I'm back," the all of the movie references "I'm back." And and side I, note, I, Texas. This is yeah. not back. No, no, they definitely aren't. Not today. That is that is definitely the case. But the the whole Cam Newton situation, I think that you you see this and you see this energy that he's brought to the building. I I like it short term. I actually don't know long term if it's the best interest for Carolina to be like, all right, have 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 the football. This is your team. Maybe this is nice. A nice little. Hey, if what are you going to do? Put Sam Darnold back in? He was terrible. No, no. I'm just saying, if PJ Walker shows his, you know, shows his stuff and feels comfortable in it, maybe you can use Cam Newton in that scenario. But I don't know if I'd be so quick to want to hand over the car keys to Cam Newton entirely after he just came into the building. There's a reason. There's a reason why Cam Newton. Um. Is Did you just starting. get a text? Time out. I heard the ding. Did you just get a text and read the text while you were about to give us your take, George? Did that just happen? Uh, I did get a text. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that, was um, a mean, that was a mean job by me. That's not being a good friend. No, dude, it is, it's fine. This is, this is the way we roll on this show. I appreciate it. So, um, so when I tease you about, about, the, um, about the amount of handshakes that you allow for Tom <laughs> Brady, <laughs> uh, but, but no, no, on a serious note, I, like who who would who were they going to turn to? Like they're they're not going to turn to PJ Washington. They, I mean, uh, PJ. They've yeah, PJ Walker. They've seen him in practice. They know that he's not the answer. That he's not the future. So so they're just saying, all right, look, Cam Newton is going to be our starter because because we know where the floor is for Cam. The floor for Cam is way higher than the floor for Sam Darnold because the floor for Sam Darnold is 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 literally hell. That's where the that's where the, <laughs> the I mean seriously that that his floor is hell yes. yeah. and is and and his ceiling is heaven. So like there you don't know what you're going to get and the last 5 games were so putrid so so putrid that they were like listen there's nothing we can do do here even when he comes comes back that they realized that they wasted a couple draft picks trading them to to the jets and they they're just going to have to eat it 
Yeah, I, I think that the Sam Donald experiment, to your point, is over. I just see how this offense is moving right now. Christian McCaffrey's healthy. That's obviously maybe the biggest thing of all of this because he has been super, super active. I'm sure we'll get an update from him at some point in our fantasy numbers from Ryan Bershinger. But it has been it, – it, it, the, the Carolina offense today and what they have done has seemed to be just fine without Sam Darnold. I think that Cam Newton's brought some juice. I think Christian McCaffrey has bought, brought some juice. But I also think that Arizona is just really in a difficult spot because they had that great game last week, but realistically, to win without Kylo Murray, to win without DeAndre Hopkins, Chase Edmonds is out. You could catch lightning in a bottle like they did last week against San Francisco, but to do it this week, especially against the Carolina team that's actually pretty good against the, the run uh, for the most part, very difficult spot, and that's why you see Carolina up 20 to nothing on an 8-1 and football team. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. Vikings still have the football after that Eric Kendricks interception. It's now second and goal from the Chargers' five-yard line. 3.30 to go until halftime. Minnesota is up 6-3, to and they may have just thrown a touchdown pass. Kirk Cousins to Tyler Conklin into the end zone, so Minnesota gets the score. Extra point coming up. It's 12-3 right now. Mention Carolina leads Arizona 20 to nothing six minutes to go till halftime there Philadelphia on top of the Broncos in Denver 10-7 with 11-26 Green Bay unable to punch it in as they got into the red zone with Seattle it's Mason Crosby a 27 yard field goal Packers up on the Seahawks by a score of three to nothing 931 until halftime it's a problem in the NFL that the league's best is dealing with right now we'll explain what that is next here on Fox Sports Radio Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Cousins under center. Kate J in motion to the right. Dalvin the single set. Kirk on a seven-step drop. Passes to the center. And it's caught. Touchdown! Tyler Conklin. Now, back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. He's the NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Call there, courtesy of KFAN, Minneapolis, and the Vikings Radio Network. Minnesota holding on to that 13-3 lead on the Chargers at the two-minute warning. Chargers do have the football and at midfield. Denver kicked a field goal. They're knotted up with Philadelphia at 10 apiece with 9.39 to go until halftime. Carolina leads against Arizona still 20 to nothing. Panthers, Cam Newton, a touchdown run and touchdown pass. And then the Packers have a 3 nothing lead on the Seahawks. Green Bay getting a sack of Russell Wilson, not allowing the Seahawks to get into any sort of possible field goal range. So the Packers keeping the Seahawks offense at bay. Green Bay will take over first and 10 at their own 17-yard line. In a couple of minutes, we'll get a check-in of our fantasy hits and misses from our executive producer, Ryan Bersinger. George, but last week, the Buffalo Bills were kind of the team that we pointed to, and the Dallas Cowboys as well, about teams that just you expected a lot from them last week, and then they were upset in interesting fashion where the Bills were were taken to the wire by the Jaguars with Jacksonville actually winning the game. And the Cowboys were just dismantled by the Denver Broncos a week ago, and we kind of wondered what, what's, what's the scenario here. Now in Week 10, you have the Buccaneers going to Washington, Tom Brady throwing two uh, first-half interceptions, something he hasn't done in almost 10 years. One of them not really his fault, but still they were turnovers. Tampa Bay loses to Washington. I I, I have a theory again, and it it goes back to the 18-game schedule, and it actually goes back to the Buccaneers and seeing how they turned things on after their late bye last year. I think that's all that that, that teams now kind of are are focused on. It's such a long grind of a season that I think you're going to see a lot of these top teams, not only this season, George, but next season and the season after that, kind of have these mid-season hiccups because you've been playing for a while. Maybe you have a game that's just not on your, you know, not on your register or just doesn't register with you. Maybe you're looking ahead to another date. But I think we're going to see more of games where Tampa Bay loses to Washington or Dallas ends up losing to a Denver team or like we saw last week with the Bills and Jaguars. This literally happens every single year. Every single year, teams lay clunkers. And 
it's for a variety of reasons. Like it, it first thing is style styles make fights. That's the first thing. And then the second reason is because players in teams, like there are dynamics. There are more, more injuries, people going IR. There's all sorts of things that have a big impact on, on how games go. So I would not put a whole lot of stock into it, even though it is truly surprising. But it also shows, too, that this is not college football, that Mm -hmm. this is a league where there's a lot more parity. And when there's more parity, you're going to get more outlier type results. And that, that means that you literally have to show up every single week. And if you don't, then anybody can beat you. Literally anybody can beat you in the NFL. Do you think that we will see and I'm I don't want to say, you know, a, a what, 2007 Patriots team in a, where where it's, you know, 18 and 0 and and uh, you know, on your way to maybe the perfect record. Take away the Super Bowl result, but do you think that we are do you think we're going to see a team like that again in the NFL? That what? That, that is just as dominant as New England was. And I even think back, honestly, to, to like the Denver teams in the late 90s when, you know, Denver had an unbeaten record going late into the season. We had the Colts and Saints, I mean, what, about 15 years ago, maybe maybe having a 12, 15 years ago, you know, starting off with unbelievable records, you know, like unbeaten records late into the season. I just, I don't yeah, think Yeah, but if, that- if we're being honest, though, Dan, the New England teams, aside from a couple of seasons, they would start out September very slow and then they would finish very strong. Like, like they would pick up a lot of momentum as the season went on. But it, I mean, like, like those Colts teams though, definitely would though. Those Peyton Manning's teams, like those, Mm -hmm. those teams would always start out like 13 and one and then take the last two weeks off of the season and then go lose in the first round, (laughs) their, their first playoff game. But but I do think that we will see a little bit of that. I mean, look at what Kansas City was able to do the previous couple of seasons. And yeah. now we're seeing them actually, you know, uh, people put up a little bit more resistance against them. They were 14-2 and two last year, and their second loss came in a meaningless game for them uh, at the end of the season against the the Chargers. So they, they had entered week 17 last year with just one loss on their record. Right now, there's just one team in the NFL with one loss, and that team is down 20 to nothing at the two-minute warning. All right, let's get a look at some fantasy numbers. Our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, brings us all you need to know in the world of fantasy in week 10. Say, go, go, go! The fantasy hits. And misses. All right, Bursch, what do you got for us? Let's take a look at our top scorers from the early games in this week 10. Our top scoring quarterback of the day thus far is Dak Prescott, 24 of 31 for 296 yards and two touchdowns through the air. Also, two rushes on five yards and a touchdown on the ground for Dak. So he's currently at number one. At running back, the top scoring running back of the day is Ramondre Stevenson. Huge game against the Browns. 20 rushes for 100 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Also had four catches on five targets for 14 yards through the air. Our top scoring receiver of the day is CeeDee Lamb, thanks to Dak's big big day. Six catches on seven targets for 94 yards and two touchdowns from CeeDee Lamb. Also had a 12-yard run. And our top scoring tight end of the day is Hunter Henry. So only Cowboys and Patriots today. Four catches on four targets for 37 yards and two touchdowns. 
Taking a look at our misses, a lot of these guys are guys who you may have looked to stream, maybe based on bye weeks or injuries. And if you streamed Matt Ryan, don't ever do that again. 9 of 21 <laughs> for 117 yards and two interceptions stays. Currently quarterback 28. And in uh, standard scoring, that t comes out to less than a point from your quarterback today. Uh, the Titans are still trying to figure out who their running back is, replacing Derrick Henry, and it hasn't been going well thus far. Adrian Peterson today, eight rushes for 21 yards on the ground, also had one catch on one target for negative one yard, currently running back 37. And Jeremy McNichols, for good measure, four rushes for seven yards, one catch on three targets for one yard, running back number 46 on the day. And uh, the Titans offense really not doing a whole lot because A.J. Brown is uh, one of the biggest misses at receiver today. One catch on four targets for 16 yards. Also had a rush for seven, for seven yards. Currently wide receiver 45 on the day, A.J. Brown. And lastly, Dak's big day didn't do much for Dalton Schultz at tight end. Only one catch on two targets for 14 yards. That second target was in the end zone, and he was pretty open, and Dak just missed him. So because of that... He is a big miss on the day, and those are your fantasy hits and misses. All right. Thank you very much, Ryan Bershinger. We almost had a near fumble in Green Bay. Well, actually, it was a fumble, but a near recovery by Seattle. The officials rule that Aaron Rodgers recovered it. And this is a Tony Carrente game, I believe. And he just yeah. ruled that Aaron Rodgers recovered a fumble. It didn't really look like he recovered a fumble at all. I, you know, the the refereeing has been in the microscope in the National and Football Tony League. And Tony Carrente in particular. Yes, I, and I believe I believe that he is the official at this game. So, especially from what happened last week, where oh, you're going to get so many. He's going to get the. He's going to be side eye king after today, buddy. Yeah, this is this actually is a play that is going to be reviewed if the uh, the Seahawks are going to challenge it. Uh, the uh, the Seahawks feel that they actually recover the football with a scrum on the ground, and I thought that there was a clear camera view that looked like you could uh, you could see that the Seahawks recovered. But in the end, this will be up to the officials. Actually, it's not Tony Carrente, so I'm going to take him off the hook. It is not Tony Carrente. It looked like him from the back, but he was doing it very, very, very feverishly, signaling a third down that it was recovered by that it was recovered by Green Bay. But right now, that play will be under review. Four games going on in this late window. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Let's get an update on all four at the news desk with David Gascon. What's going on, Dave? Uh, I'm just happy that the Lions and Steelers are over and done with. Oh man, that took a that that overtime session was something else. Oh. That that's for sure. <laughs> My goodness, watching that one for uh, ten minutes of game time, you'll never get it back in your life. Just and just imagine if someone had the the brass to take the Lions money line, and. Mm. You had several chances to get it done, and they just yeah. couldn't. Dude, if they didn't win today, it ain't happening, player. It ain't <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's going to happen. It will happen. It just No, dude, they, they are going to be the first team to in NFL history to go defeat it twice. Man. <laughs> I think it's actually worse to go 0-16-1 than 0-17. Wait, like, why? I, yeah, I, I just there's something about the one where it was like, oh, so so close. It, I, I don't it's think it's equally as terrible. Like like even when even when given opportunities, you 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 still don't don't win. So yeah, it there's there's it, no there's no turning this uh disdain uh 
you know, rose colored. This is awful. Dan, I don't know where that wind's going to come from. I mean, maybe, Thanksgiving. Maybe Bears, Chicago? Yeah, Thanksgiving Day. Bears at home. That's when it, then everybody celebrates. Man, but there's no there's a tradition like no other. Seen Dutrick get lit up <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day, right? Oh yeah, oh. I love I love it. I I never want the NFL to take them off Thanksgiving. I'll, I'll make my prediction here then. Chicago's going to score two defensive touchdowns in that game. Okay, that's what's going to happen. They uh, may, Ge- may not do anything offensively, but Georgia's guy Jared Goff was on fire today. Man, oh, Jesus. Oh. Team, man. Anyways, listen. listen, that's not my guy. Do not put Jared Goff on me. I was just making a point, and 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 if you do that, then guess who's going to turn around and play bad tomorrow night? Man. Oh, guys, uh, yeah. So sixteen sixteen was that tie. Uh, as far as the games that are going on right now, Carolina twenty to nothing at Arizona. Cardinals are eight and one this season, three and one at home, but no Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, Christian McCaffrey, ten carries, ninety yards. PJ Walker, one hundred thirty yards with a pick. Cam Newton's got both scores, the touchdowns anyway. TD pass, TD run. Minnesota thirteen ten over the Los Angeles Chargers. Vikings, I mean, uh, Eagles just scored a touchdown, so they break a ten ten tie. Jalen Hurts a touchdown pass, seventeen ten Philadelphia. In Denver, Packers and Seahawks. Not a lot to write home about. 3-0 Green Bay in this game. Under three minutes to play in the game's opening half. Tennessee eked out a victory over the Saints, 23-21. In fact, New Orleans scored in the closing seconds. They went for two, did not get it. Cowboys throttle the Falcons. Patriots rip off 45 unanswered. They blasted the Browns, 45-7. There's still a half game back of Buffalo in the AFC East because the Bills dispatched the Jets 45-17. I think, uh, I don't know, you guys can squash that Mike White love affair from a couple weeks ago or what? No, well, that was, I was not on this side of things. No, 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 I'm not saying to you. I'm just saying, like, I guess there was sure. some talk about him, I don't know. It's true. Planting Zach Wilson. It's, it's, it's very true, like, that when you step back and think about it, like, we get such, we're such a prisoner of the moment. Yeah. And when you really look back at the big picture, you, you look back, and for anybody who says that this should be Mike White's job, it, it's it's foolish for a lot of reasons, yeah. one of which to have him be a journeyman NFL player and all of a sudden just randomly find you know this pot of gold. Second of all was Zach Wilson giving up on him so quickly. Yeah. Third of all, on a team that is just doesn't have guys right now. No. Yeah, just didn't make a lot of sense i mean i, I love the fairy tales of, of kurt warner but man those those instances are so far and few right that you just have yeah. someone come out of the of the grocery store literally and just you know start slinging it around um some bad news in dc there's belief that chase young tore his acl today that was in the upset victory washington had beaten tampa bay 29 uh, to 19 ap top 25 is out for college football it goes georgia bama cincinnati Oregon, Ohio State, that's rounding out the top five. And then you have Notre Dame lurking, followed by Michigan State, Michigan, number nine, Oklahoma State, and number 10, Ole Miss. Uh, the only other team right now that's undefeated is the University of Texas San Antonio that stood at 10 0. They're 15th in the nation. And Dan, I don't know how, but Iowa's at 18. <laughs> oh, that was a shot at Iowa Sam. <laughs> thank you very, thank you very much, Dave. <laughs> I was gonna need some uh, gonna need some help uh, along oh, the way. Spe- speaking yeah. of needing some uh, help, uh, the, those uh, bu- Buckeyes might need a little bit of help too, right? Well, why? You mean if they win out, they make the playoff? Is that? 
Because that's no. what's probably going to happen. So if they win out, even with that loss to Oregon, Ohio State will be in the playoffs. Oh, oh, especially that that sealed that fate of of any weird stuff happening uh, with with the Oklahoma loss this this weekend. So I, I I think that that was actually good for both Oklahoma. I'm sorry for Ohio State and Oregon because that ensured no weirdo re- results mm-hmm. in terms of somebody jumping them. Yeah, the real craziness could come in the if you're if you're in the big the Big Ten scenario specifically since we're talking about Ohio State, you actually have a Wisconsin team that's got one of the best defenses in the country that you would maybe have to play in the Big Ten title game. But Ohio State's next three are Michigan State at home on Saturday, at Michigan the week after, and then probably a Wisconsin team in the Big Ten title game. That would that to go three at all over that, if you do that at that stretch, you should probably oh, yeah. get in. Yeah, yeah. You know, to, to that point. And and you know, or I don't think that Oregon is is going to uh to slip up anytime soon. But stranger things have happened. Just a question I think of what could happen with uh obviously that Alabama Georgia game if that ends up being the SEC championship and then Cincinnati's role and whatnot. Oh man, and if you're o- Ohio State, you are hoping that you get Iowa in the Big Ten championship because because Iowa can't score to save their life. So I would be hoping. I, I would much rather. I think it's a more difficult game against Wisconsin than it is yeah. against Iowa. I would actually. I would agree with that. Yeah, the, as long as you don't turn the ball over against against Iowa. A, a bunch of times, and you're a competent offense. You're it, they they they've got no shot. They they can't they can't score 21 all by themselves. I'm not saying that Wisconsin's quarterback situation with Graham Mertz is is solved. However, when there was a lot of flack put on Wisconsin for the start of their season and having three early losses, very rarely do you face Penn State, Michigan, and Notre Dame in you know your first four games. Usually there would be a trip from Eastern Michigan to town. Then you know, then then maybe a maybe a, a you know a, a a FCS team comes to Madison, and and that's why you didn't have those three lost starts a lot because Wisconsin wouldn't necessarily have the toughest of opponents. But you go through Penn State, Michigan, and Notre Dame. Uh, they've seemed to uh, come out of that gauntlet uh, maybe for the better as they continue to play better. Speaking of the state of Wisconsin, that fumble that we had in question was. The, the recovery by Green Bay did stand, so Green Bay held on to possession. They've got the football right now in Seattle territory, facing a fourth and two from the Seahawks' 34-yard line. There's a minute 10 and counting in this contest. Again, Green Bay is up 3 nothing. Chargers trying to drive to put some points on the board at the end of the first half against the Vikings. It is uh, thirteen to ten now. Thirty-six seconds left to go, and the Vikings able to force now a fourth down and six. Yeah, Devontae Smith two touchdown receptions for the Eagles right now as they lead in Denver seventeen to ten. And yeah, at the half, Carolina up on Arizona twenty-three to nothing. There's one team in the AFC that I think everybody needs to be worried about. I'll tell you who that is next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong. Podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. 
Listen to the Rice or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Back goes Hurts. He steps up. He fires. Complete. Touchdown, Devontae Smith. His second of the game. Now, back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. The six-year NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. It is week 10 in the NFL. Call there on 94 WIP of the Eagles radio network. Yeah, Philly's up on Denver, 17-10. to 10. Eagles have the football again, actually driving late in the first half, just 19 seconds to go, but they're at the Denver 34-yard line. So Philadelphia looking to put even more points up on the board. 
They are about to go to halftime in Green Bay. There's four seconds on the clock. Green Bay leads Seattle 3-0. The Seahawks lining up for what appears to be a Hail Mary attempt as they have it uh, at the Green Bay 45-yard line at the half. Carolina leads Arizona 23-0. Vikings on top of the Chargers at the half 13-10. I think it's been this way for the last couple of weeks, but off of their victory today, George, I think the team in the AFC that no one wants to face in the playoffs resides in New England. The Patriots taking apart a depleted Browns team today who had a COVID situation to deal with. No Nick Chubb. They had to uh, rely on Dearness Johnson. And the Patriots end up with a 45-7 to victory, a game that actually Baker Mayfield had to leave because of a, of a knee issue in that contest. Russell Wilson's Hail Mary at the end of the half ends up falling incomplete, so Green Bay will go to the half with a 3-0 lead. But, George, you've now got four straight wins, Jets, Chargers, Panthers, and Browns for the Patriots. They're 6-4. and four. Their losses, their last two losses were a two-point loss to the Buccaneers and that loss to the Cowboys in what was a, a dandy game that they played uh, about five weeks ago. When you're looking at the AFC and how much it's up in the air, the only constant thing that I see right now is that the New England Patriots are playing good football. And to see what, what Belichick and that team have put together, to see what Mac Jones has done, doesn't matter if Damian Harris is out, Ramondre Stevenson comes in, even when he's out, Brandon Bolden gets carries. Like It is just it is a, another guy stepping up for New England time and time again. And now to beat Cleveland 45-7 to and win four in a row, the New England Patriots, I think, are the most dangerous team right now in the AFC. What? Yep, you heard me. You heard me correctly. You heard me correctly. When you look at how that has played out, Tennessee doesn't have okay, Derrick Henry. On, They're the best on. team in the league. The Ravens are up and down. We don't know what the Chargers are. The Steelers are in the playoff picture Man. right now, and they aren't good. Yeah, the, the New England Patriots Okay, right now, the team that nobody wants to face in the AFC. All right. Dan, I, I – I, at first, when when you first said it, I was like, this is probably an all-time Dan worst take of all time. <laughs> I was like, what the hell oh, is he okay. talking about? All right, so now you kind of come back to center, and now you're thinking, wait a second. What Dan it, says has some validity. I think that you still have to give it to the Tennessee Titans, but but beyond the Tennessee Titans, I – there there's no argument there's literally no argument because i mean like facing the baltimore ravens is obviously difficult and poses its own significant problems right mm -hmm. but their offense has shown an ability to get absolutely stifled their their defense is not as good as it has been in the past the pittsburgh steelers I mean, what do you say about them? They're okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they're. It'd be tough for even me for me to say that they're okay. Yeah, I just. The, I mean, yeah, they've scraped by a couple of games, but this this doesn't feel like a good football team. The Bengals and the Browns, obviously, none of those none of those three teams, Steelers, Bengals, Browns, anybody is going to put up a fight again. I mean, like they're going to be like, okay, we have to play play them. So what? Same thing with the Dolphins and the Jets, the uh, Colts, Jaguars, Texans, absolutely not. 
uh, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs, and Broncos all feel like they can be beat. But Kansas City is a wild card team. But but uh, I will give you a second team that people are kind of dreading playing at this point in point in time. And who's and, that? And that is the Miami Dolphins. And the reason why I, I I know that this sounds crazy, Dan, but they've won two games straight. And a couple of weeks ago, after they played the Jaguars in London, they made a significant change that has paid dividends. They moved so so their uh def, their their defensive coordinator, his name is Boyer, and they moved their corner, they moved their secondary coach, Gerald Alexander up into the booth to assist with calls and to be his eyes and ears and to help make some of those calls. And since then, that defense has given up 11, 9, and I'm sorry, 26 to the Bills, uh, 9 to the Texans, and then 10 to the Ravens. So, you know, so something that they have made some changes and they're much better on defense, which is going to, which makes them a tough out. And Tua has come in and played serviceable. Like, he hasn't been bad at all, and he seems to be getting better. So I'm, I'm telling you that that's a team that you can't just just roll out your helmets and win. Like, that's not the they're, – they're not the Lions. My, Miami is only 3-7. and seven. The Patriots are 6-4 and four right now. And, and, I mean, it would take a lot for the Dolphins to get back in it. Oh, they're not I mean, getting back back, but, back in it. I'm just saying that they're a tough out right now. The Patriots at six and four. When you look up at everybody above them in the roller coaster, they are the steady hand that doesn't move. And another thing yeah. for the Patriots that, that, aside from their their great wins and even their they have really good losses on their schedule. They also have a buy, a late buy in week fourteen. We saw what that did with Tampa Bay last year. Maybe New England ends up taking advantage of that. And there's He's, a lot of pressure. On the Bills, too, because re- remember, Dan, we talked about the Bills thought that they would run away with this division. New England's like, not so fast, my friend. Panthers punting it back to Arizona, but Carolina's up 23 nothing early in the second half in that one. Other three games at halftime. Eagles lead the Broncos 20-10. to Packers up on the Seahawks 3-0, and Minnesota has a 13-10 to lead on the Chargers. We have reached past the midway point of the season. Who really is the league's most valuable player? We'll tell you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Chargers are knocking on the door. They're down three to the Vikings. We'll let you know if they cash in. One of four games in this late window in Week 10. Another one going on right now in Arizona. The Cardinals have been blanked in this game by the Panthers and Arizona finally able to get on the board. Matt Prater, a 47-yard field goal. But it's been all Panthers today. Two stories there. Cam Newton making his return to Carolina. Has a touchdown run and a touchdown pass. But P.J. Walker's been the one starting and, and handling a majority of the snaps for Carolina. And it's also Christian McCaffrey. 12 carries, 95 yards. Eight, carry, or eight receptions for 42 yards. Was seen going into um, the medical tent. I was just about to say he is. <laughs> and that's crazy how quickly that you can get the uh, the uh, injury-prone tag, right? Because yes. his first couple years, he didn't miss a game, barely missed any snaps. But the last two seasons, he's dealt with injuries. And people are like, oh, my God, he's so injury-prone. You're like, it's been like a season and a, and, and, and a half. Like, I think we need to 
relax a little bit. Don't they? Aren't they connected though? Because of usage, that at some point, like when when you use a player as much as Carolina has, and I know it's still early on in his career, but isn't like like there's there are guys who just Will Fuller maybe the perfect example of this. If you've had Will Fuller in fantasy, he's now a member of the Dolphins. Will Fuller would always get hurt. Always. And the problem with, with like playing a guy like Will Fuller when he was with the Texans or even now with the Dolphins was you knew he was going to get hurt at some point. You just didn't want it to happen in the first quarter. As a point, you know, you wanted like a majority of the game for him to get this the stats. This is, I know, a selfish fantasy oh way to look God, at it. Oh, my God, dude. You, you sound like Lakers fans, us <laughs> talking about Anthony Davis, bro. <laughs> okay. But, but Will Fuller was a guy that it's not like, man, they've run him into the ground. With Christian McCaffrey, you kind of say to yourself, all right, for a guy who does everything for this offense, you know, does, does the early usage – end up kind of breaking the body down. I think that there are two different things, and I think that's the scary thing about McCaffrey is just on on how much he's, you know, was used early on in his career, then gets the big contract, and now you're saying maybe his body just, you know, can't add up to the workload. I think that there are two different uh, sort be, of He'll sort be of fine as soon as he gets it together. So, and it's going to be tough for this season, but for next season, he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll go play 16 games, and everything will be – Back to normal. I don't know if they want him to play 16 games. They may just want him to play. I'm sorry, 17. You know, yeah, 17. Bad. Or yeah. I, actually, no. Actually, they may want him to play yeah. 16. I, I, I may have say, uh, slipped on that on accident. 15 or 14 maybe for Carolina. We see trainers kind of working what appears to be on the hamstring of uh, of Christian oh God, McCaffrey. Dude, he's dealt with hamstring, quads, all of that stuff. Dude, he, just, he needs to get with a new bi- biomechanic person. Because what whatever he's doing the last two years ain't working. Well, the, and and maybe who knows? Maybe there was another issue. We're taking a look at a replay. He ended up just being tackled, and I, you know, I I wondered, George. Oh yeah, he was trying to stre- kind of stretch out that hamstring. That is that is the scenario. But when we look at Christian McCaffrey, this has been his career. This is this is what it's been. Rookie season, 117 carries that he had rushing and then receiving wise 80 receptions the next year that's not that many touches that's 200 touches correct but wait, wait that's wait, not even a wait, lot just wait there's more 219 <laughs> uh rushes the next year significantly more 107 receptions the next year and then in 2019 287 receptions 116 receptions that's 403 touches that doesn't even count the targets that, that he missed or times that he got hit maybe running out of fake and different things. That's 400 touches in a season in 2019. Then last year, end up playing three games, and so far this year has been he's played four games. So that workload, that amount, when you have 400 touches, I mean, to, to have 207 carries, or 287 carries now in the NFL, you're almost saying, oh, you know, like that's a significant – you don't want to – be up around that 300 mark or past that barrier when then you throw in another 116 receptions in the contest that's why i think you get the the tag that that he gets it's because of that usage you wonder if that usage is kind of all of a sudden now starting to to break him down which is honestly what has made derrick henry so amazing now that he's out with that foot injury but how he has been able to continue despite the amount of workload that he's had over the last couple of years yeah. You just don't see that in the NFL. Yeah, and and it's not like he's 
Derrick Henry size, but but we have seen guys get workloads like that, like the and have longevity like Ladanian Tomlinson, Marshall Falk. Uh, I mean, and even probably the most recent best dual threat quarterback in, um, I'm sorry, dual, dual threat running back in terms of is like Joe is uh, Matt Forte. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, yeah. yeah. So we've, we've seen players have some longevity with it. It's just a matter of, you know, like it's very hard to have longevity in the NFL in terms of injuries, no matter who you are, a- a- as opposed to, you know, like you not being good enough. Sure. I mean, and I, and when you mentioned Tomlinson, I brought up his numbers through seven straight years, over 300 carries, and then ended up having over six or over 50 receptions uh, for eight years of his career. And that eighth year, he had 292. So yeah, so there, so you're right. There have been, there have been guys who have had that workload, but that's also, you know, 10, 15 years ago. It's, I think it's, little different now. We don't see that sort of usage with guys in the National Football League anymore. And now we see it with a few guys like Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. But I think that McCaffrey situation, I, I do think that they are tied together. I do think that the amount of usage and what they expect from him and his injury history, I think that that is something that is tied. That's why Chuba Hubbard's future with the team may be uh, very important because he's the guy that can spell in those situations. If yeah, but how many times, though, have we seen like that that when you do have multiple running backs that, that you do like – and Ch- Chuba Hubbard's shown that he can carry a load. So you can take, you know, five, six touches a game – off of uh, more off of Chuba um, off of Christian McCaffrey and give them to Chuba Hubbard and that's over the course of a a season that's like 80 some odd touches 90 touches if you just take five a game off and you give them to Chuba you, you may not get the exact same production but you're sure. gonna get at least 80 percent of it though it, it's worth it in the long run i mean you may in the short term of the production it may not be the same of what christian mccaffrey provides and the just the threat of him on the field is different for defenses uh to have to defend against but in the long run it may be better for a panthers team that i unless I, you don't go to the playoffs if you don't go to the playoffs then then use them up but if you do go to the playoffs then yeah you want them for that time of this year and, and I know I've said on this uh, on this program before that I believe that the Dolphins, when we were talking about the Dolphins and the Sean Watson and their deal, that Miami should really consider taking a look at at Russell Wilson in the offseason to find out where that situation stands in Seattle. I think you're going to have the same exact scenario with Carolina and Scott Fitterer, the GM of the Panthers came from Seattle. So there is a relationship at least between those two front offices. So if you're looking at a a, a connection in the offseason quarterback-wise for Carolina trying to become that playoff team, trying to be that team that is is back in the Super Bowl like they were 6 years ago, I think they're going to be active uh, this offseason and try to look for their their new quarterback and I think that Russell Wilson could be in play for Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, that see now uh... Now, I, I don't think that Cam is the answer long term, but in short term, though, I think that this was the right move because he is like the second son of the city. Mm-hmm. They love him. He's great in the community. 
He's and he's a significant upgrade over their uh, over their quarterback right now. I also think it's a great distraction for how bad Sam Darnold has been over the last. Oh my two months. god, bro! You you said over the last how many weeks? Two months. I said. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bro. He's been brutal A- after their three and zero start. I mean, it literally was like Sam Darnold seeing ghost Sam Darnold all mm-hmm. over again. And and th- and those are scenarios, George, as well, where. Sometimes sometimes it's not fair, but when fans or when you get, get tabbed with a label, it's sometimes tough to shake. I always felt like that with the Mike McCoy era in the Chargers and Chargers fans. Like, you know, don't remind me. However, sometimes things weren't as bad as maybe they thought, but because certain things were happening to Mike McCoy, you were like, oh, man, here we go again. I think that that has happened now with Sam Darnold. And just as we were talking about Chuba Hubbard, he walks in a handoff in from five yards out. So Carolina has extended their lead in that contest, 29-3 to with the extra point coming up. But I think in, in Carolina like that with just Sam Darnold's reputation, I mean, he is going to have to take the Trubisky route if he wants to ever be a quarterback in the NFL again. And that's accept the backup role and maybe try to rehab your image that way. And, and you know, Trist, Trubisky hasn't had the opportunity in, in Buffalo, but obviously when his tenure with the Bears got done, he understood where he was, took the backup position, and I think that's what Sam Darnold's going to end up having to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And But the, but the question is, I mean, I guess because, like, what do you, what do, you do with Sam Darnold for the future? No, I don't think that, that – I mean, he's got one year left on, on his contract. Yeah. So – I mean that if if you cut him and and I don't know the financial terms of it, but he is not. I mean, if he wants to serve as the backup, if you like PJ Walker and you can absorb the hit, then that's fine. If you want to send him in Seattle as part of a deal, if you could try to get Russell Dude, Wilson, they don't maybe want do him that. back. They yeah, don't I, want him back. Like, he literally has negative trade value. Yeah, like like you to the, this is trading him is like trading Jared Goff to the Lions where. The uh, Rams had to send a first round pick for them to take on his his contract. So, like, that's the thing about it is that if you want who, like, if you're Seattle and you're like, okay, R- Russell Wilson is going to agree to go to Carolina, which I don't think he would, um, then you're going to say, all right, well, yeah, and we will send you. Um, Sam Darnold. They were like, we don't want him. Okay, we will give you a first round pick to take him. Okay, cool. We'll take him. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way that they're taking him. And Carolina just went for two, up 29 to three <laughs> on, on the Arizona card. They went for two points and got it. So now it's 31 to three. Five minutes and 34 seconds left in the third quarter in that game. Bro, that's that- brutal. That one is a burrito, as George likes to say. The other three games, completely different story. Austin Eckler's five-yard, two-yard touchdown reception from Justin Herbert gave the Chargers the lead. Chargers now have the football back deep in their own territory, but up 17-13 to on the Vikings. Philadelphia doubling up Denver, 20-10 to Eagles, 10-50 to go in the third quarter there. While four minutes gone by in Green Bay, a couple of punts for the Packers and Seahawks to start the second half. Seattle's got it, but Green Bay is up by a score of 3 to nothing. 
nothing. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. By the way, we may have to talk about that field goal in Baylor, Oklahoma yesterday for a little bit uh, later on in the show if maybe there's a little lull in these NFL games. I love it. I do, I do want to get your. I do want to get your thoughts on that. And also coming up next, is all good in Dallas again after today's uh, destruction of the Atlanta Falcons? We'll talk about that and so much more in Week 10 next year on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, speaking of the Red Zone, that's where the Seahawks are right now, but down 3 nothing to the Packers with 7.57 left to go in the third quarter. A change at quarterback for the Cardinals, who trail the Panthers 31-3. Chris Strebler in for Colt McCoy. Yeah, it's been all Carolina today. Chargers and Vikings in a good one. Minnesota with a football, but down 4, 17-13 with five minutes to go in the third quarter. And Denver is in Eagles territory, but Philadelphia 
leads 20-10. to 10. He is George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. I'm Dan Bayer, taking you through week 10 of the NFL season here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. And as we do every single week, joining us now, he's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. You can hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast and also on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Adam Kaplan joins us in week 10. Hello, Adam. Guys, good to talk to you. You know, it's funny. I am booking my Super Bowl trips, you know, uh, just kind of where I'm going to stay and where I'm going to be. I, I don't know which hotel I'll be staying at, and I don't know who's going to be there, folks. <laughs> These games are – I love it, man. It's so unpredictable. It's 21 years to cover this business. It, it's like you, you can't figure out, especially in the AFC, who wants it. It's uh, been a fun week and a half here because anytime you think you, you, you figure a team out, they do the exact opposite. Well, you know, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about the Cowboys. It's what I teased, yeah. but at some point we're gonna get around to the AFC. So we'll start there because George and I were talking about it earlier. I I love New England right now for their steadiness. In looking at that entire conference and who's up and down and who isn't up and down, New England winners of their last four in a row and for what they did today against Cleveland. Um, I really like New England if you were to talk about a, a, a team that makes a playoff push this year. They can. And I, I was talking to, not too long ago, um, a veteran player on the Patriots. Who, we, you know, I asked about Mac Jones, kind of tell me about him. He said, best processor other than Brady I've ever been around. It's just incredible how smart he is and how he sees everything. And my only issue is when it gets colder, when we get into December and January, uh, let's see how far he could drive the football. But he gets it out quickly. He doesn't really turn the ball over. Uh, they they found a way to run the ball today against Cleveland. Uh, you know, Cleveland looked like you know last week maybe things were going better, and then they they give up forty five straight points. I mean, it's just it's kind of one of those days. But yeah, Mac Jones clearly uh, has got it going on here. Certainly high in the running for rookie of the year. And uh, look, it, generally quarterbacks are going to get it over position players like Devontae Smith and a couple other guys. But uh, he's doing a really good job. But the story of this team is they got a home win, folks. They finally got a home win. It's been a struggle at home for them. For the first time in you know, two decades, they've not played well at home, but they get just their second home win this season. Yeah, and um, you, uh, the team that they played today, the Cleveland Browns, you had Baker Mayfield start, but he went out with an, with an injury. But prior to the season, Adam, there was talk about his contract situation, and I just thought that the New England that the Cleveland Browns were in the worst possible situation. They're a really, really good football team, but – when it comes to like, except for their their quarterback, and then how do they get better because they're not going to have a high draft pick? Well, look, no, he's their guy. Um, what happened is they wanted to discount his contract to do it early. His management was not going to do that, and that was that. There was so there was really never, I would say, any strong negotiations on his contract, as I understand it. Um, no, they they were definitely going forward with him. There's been no thought that he won't be their guy, and. Wait, you know, you have they're going to gonna sign him to a long term. Like, no, but they're going to get like, they're they're going to do it. No, they could just use the franchise tag on him once 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 his contract expires. They they have got the leverage here. There's no question about it. And because of his injuries, he's got now a knee contusion. He's got the two to his left shoulder. There's a high probability he's going to have to have surgery after the season's over. And you know, today, I mean, look, it looked bad, but it actually turned out to be his knee. It's just a contusion. But they're hanging in it. Look, that the last two spots, particularly the last spot in the AFC, is up for grabs for that wild card. 
Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, joining us just an update. Russell Wilson hitting a wide-open Kevin King in the end zone. The only problem, Kevin King plays for the Packers. <laughs> the play is being reviewed, but it sure as heck looks like Green Bay is going to take like over. <laughs> yes, uh, first and uh, 10 at their own 20, so the Seahawks squandering a, a an opportunity to put points on the board. Green Bay still leads at 3 nothing. Uh, the Dallas conversation that we had earlier, actually, Adam, was about the Bills conversation that we had last week, like we were talking about the Cowboys and seeing what the Bills and Cowboys did today and then seeing what happened to the Buccaneers today in Washington. George made the point that this has always gone on in the, in the NFL. Has it? Have, have we seen these stinkers? And I mean, is, is this a product of the 18-week schedule, but of just of, of really good teams just, just laying eggs because it seemed to happen to Tampa Bay again today? Well, let's put it this way. You know, Dallas, okay, they have theirs, and then they bounce back in a major way. A Tampa Bay comes off the bye. Sometimes you're a little bit stale against a lesser team. Uh, they didn't have any juice in that game, and hopefully Vita Vea's injury isn't super serious because it didn't look good at, late in the game. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's rare for an NFL team to not go through this. I don't care how good you are. And with the so-called competitive balance that the NFL pushes uh, on people, they're probably right about it. They've got it. This is exactly, by the way, what the NFL wants. They want fans in it to the end. They want... Even, even the lesser teams to have a chance at a wild card, and you're going to have that. And, and getting back to what you were talking about, yeah, your Buffalo loses inexplicably to J- Jacksonville. I mean, you can't make it up, and then they go off, as they should, against a bad Jets team. Uh, and Georgia's guy, Mike White. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I knew, I knew you. I wasn't even going to bring him up. Adam. That was for I Dan. That was a, bring George, him up. George, that was for Dan because he, he egged me on. <laughs> um, we got all right. Now, Come on. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna ignore Mike Mike, Mike White now because <laughs> because because he's worth ignoring. You're fired as my assistant GM, by the way. After after what you said last week, I have to tell you, I we would have to have a private talk about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I just said maybe if he keeps playing well, I didn't say he should be anointed the 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 starter. I said give the guy a chance, and he got a chance, and he showed he's not that guy yet. But um. But the Jaguars, who had been, you know, the uh, talk of the town in a negative way yeah. throughout the beginning of the season, they've now won two games. What's the buzz about them and Urban Meyer? Because there was talk maybe he'll want to leave, all, all sorts of stuff. What's new in Jacksonville? No, he. Act, I'll say this about Urban Meyer. He definitely would like to see it through because he wants to show that he could do this at the NFL level. He doesn't want to be a quitter. Now, we know about the off-the-field stuff, so to speak. Something we need to watch, but which we, I don't think we knew coming in that that would be such an issue. But the fact of the matter is, with Urban Meyer, you've got a situation where they they're competitive. I would say if you just graded thirty-two rosters, they're bottom two. They've got one of the worst rosters in the National Football League, but they've got their they've got their franchise quarterback. It's been a struggle for them, but they know they have to rebuild their receiver core. That's something they're going to have to do. Uh, they're going to have to refortify their offensive line. They brought this offensive line back for the third straight year. It's still not good enough. So they've got a lot of work to do. But they are competitive, and that's all you could ask for. When you're in a total rebuild, which they are, to be able to push the Colts. Now, the Colts, by the way, are finally back to 500. Uh, they're, they're, they're not going to win the division, but they're certainly competing for wild card right now. I, I've, I've argued, at least with the Colts, their preseason was as bad as you could get for any team in the NFL. With, with injuries, yep. with, uh, with what they dealt with, that it seemed that maybe that ended up, ended up going into the regular season. They had Seattle and, and the Rams early on that they dropped games at home. 
But, yeah, I think that they're a better team than they, they showed early on. Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, joining us. Vikings are in the end zone for the second time. Kirk Cousins has hit Tyler Conklin for a touchdown. So Minnesota has the lead there. Denver adds a field goal. They're within seven of Philadelphia, 4.51 to go in the third. So Odell Beckham Jr. expected to make his debut with yep. the Rams tomorrow night. Now the Robert Woods injury is there. Does that change anything for what the Rams expected of OBJ or how they were going to use him when they signed him earlier this week? It will, Dan, because if you look at it, Van Jefferson, we're not talking about him a lot. His dad, Sean, has been a long time, very good receivers coach in the NFL. You might remember him as a player. So Van is a very detailed route runner, really good player. He's been a little bit better as a, a guy downfield than I think most people thought he would be. He's not known for his speed, but he's, out, he's got a 16 yards per catch. OBJ, to, OBJ, the word around the league, is he's more of a possession receiver at this point of his career. You know, He's had the shoulder problems, coming off the ACL, not, doesn't have the quickness that he once had. I don't see him being a high-target guy. In fact, I don't know that he would have played for sure tomorrow night had Robert Woods not suffered a torn ACL in Friday's practice. But now you kind of need him because that depth, which looked pretty good with the OBJ now, has, has been hit. And I'm going to be interested to see, once they get going in the next three to four weeks, how many snaps he gets. What's his role going to be? We know it. The passing game absolutely goes through Cooper Cup, the NFL's best receiver this season, already over 1,000 yards, over 70 catches. But the question is how, how much volume could OBJ handle in snaps? You know, he is coming off a shoulder injury, plus um, you're coming back from the ACL injury from last year because he was really a non-factor with the Browns. We know that there was no, there was no chemistry between he and uh, the quarterback, Baker Mayfield. But here you've got a great thing going, too, here, uh, with uh, Matthew Stafford playing the best ball of his career. Uh, Adam, uh, staying on the Rams, we talked about with the signing of Von Miller and now <clears throat> OBJ, and granted, he signed a one-year deal. It's not big big money, but uh, but I'm wondering how long the Rams can keep kicking this can down, down the street with this payday loan way mm-hmm. of doing things where they trade away all their draft picks for uh, players – because eventually those players are either going to become too old or need new contracts. Like, how long can they keep this up before they get in a bad salary cap situation? Well, George, what they, they will tell you they've got, you know, I think eight picks next year. But what they've done is they've traded so many future first-round picks away. That, that, that kills your ability, like, as you were talking about the money. Once you, you're gonna have to, they're going to have some tough decisions to make over time. I remember talking to a team that was competing – for Jalen Ramsey a couple years ago and said that they're going to have a problem with the salary cap at some point because you cannot pay everybody. There's a hard cap in the National Football League. There's only so much you can do. So I'm interested to see how they handle this. But the other thing is you're bringing different personalities in. Uh, Sean McVay sometimes loses patience with players. We know with he and Jared Goff, he he, he was the one to push Goff off the football team. Let's, Let's call it like it is. He... He wanted to start anew, get an up, upgraded quarterback, and he did. There's no question that was the right move. And unfortunately, Goff has kind of re- got to rebuild his career with a team that has not won a game yet in Detroit. But overall, you're on the right path with that. It, it's going to be hard over time to pay everybody, but OBJ's on a one-year deal. You're not worried about that. Um, and it's not like, remember now, they, they, claim, they claim him. Well, they, they, he, they signed him after he, he cleared waivers, but it's not like they're going to owe him anything past the season, so it's not a big deal.
Last one for me for Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. By the way, Aaron Rodgers just returned the favor. He threw an interception mm-hmm. into the end zone to Jamal Adams, so Seattle gets a stop. Still 3 oh, nothing so, Green Bay late so in the So Seattle quarter. fans can be happy about the name Jamal Adams. <laughs> they gave, gave him a reason <laughs> to cheer. Unbelievable. I, I, yeah. this, is, this is my last one, and, and George could follow sure. up with anything that he wants before we let you go, Adam, but the officiating has been a question, and obviously on Monday night it came to a forefront is it a problem does the nfl view it as a problem or is it just uh, something that we talk about in the media but especially after the Corenti taunting penalty it seemed the nfl seemed to go out of their way to say hey this was the correct call is there an issue or not with the officiating in the league well the, the taunting see it's interesting the, the competition committee dan wanted the 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 penalties to be strict and they were going to call them this year and every team was warned about taunting and they've been unbelievably strict. Now, the, the play with Cassius Marsh was very questionable. That, that one was a weird one. We've seen, some, we've seen some, we've just seen some that should not have been called because at some point we get back to the no fun league because for years, as you know, for decades, you couldn't celebrate. Now you can to a certain degree, but they don't want you in the face of a play for any reason. If you raise your hand in front of a player after you make a good play, that's going to be a penalty. And that's the problem that you, they're going to have to take a look at. They, they always look at this after the season's over, by the way, from talking to members of the competition committee. Whenever they, they put an emphasis on a rule, they're going to re, they're going to, they'll look at it and see, see how well it worked because the competition, competition committee got what they wanted. ton of penalties are up. Players have been warned. They've, they've gotten the signal that you've you got to be careful. If you're going to celebrate, make sure you don't do it in the face of a player. Yeah, and we didn't hear, aside from the NFL, come out and defend the um, d- d- defend the taunting call. They didn't really address Tony Carrenti bumping Cassius Marsh, and like that looked weird. Like, it, are, are what's going on there? Because having no answer for for that yeah. when that looks totally out of pocket seems weird to me. Well, what he can do is Corrente, who's one of the best refs, he could get less assignments. Something could happen in the playoffs. They don't have to announce anything. He could be docked um, an assignment or something like that because I just know from checking to the stuff over the years, they'll be, it could be punitive. I mean, whether it gets announced or not, um, yeah, I, I definitely that, – that one was sincerely, sincerely questionable. I mean, he, he, you've never, he's one of the guys people really criticize, but that situation – in that Monday night game was bizarre to me. I, I, and then, then when he hip-checked the guy, I mean, I don't know what that was about. That was very, very strange. And you're right. We do need an answer for that, and the NFL has not said anything about it. He's Adam Kaplan. Get him on Twitter, at KaplanNFL. Hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast and Sirius XM NFL Radio. And right here is our FSR NFL Insider. Thanks, Adam. Talk to you in Week 11. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. On the other side of David Gascon, we'll get a fantasy update from our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, giving you the ins and outs of Week 10 in fantasy football. But let's head to the news desk and get the latest from Dave on what's happening in these four late games. Man, my eyes are bleeding, Dan. <laughs> from this Packers-Seahawks game? Or? The, yeah, I, mean, the, I thought there'd be no residual from the Lions-Steelers, but it's been the case, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I feel good about myself right now. It's either this or the Panthers Cardinals game. Like, there's a lot of bad football today. Yes, and 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 Russell Wilson made a throw uh, earlier the third quarter that kind of showed that the finger that that he's been dealing with yeah. is a problem. It appears that maybe the Seahawks may have turned it over. No, they're going to say DK Metcalf did not complete the catch, but that would have been a 
a uh, big turnover if Green Bay would have gotten it. But guess what? Good news, Dave. We have another punt in that game. <laughs> it just, man, this is not good at all. But, yeah, Green Bay leading 3-0. Aaron Rodgers threw a terrible pass in the end zone on third down and six. It was picked off. Uh, so, yeah, so Packers got no points of that. They will get the football back, though. Panthers 31-3 over Arizona. Colt McCoy taken to the locker room uh, with an injury. Vikings out in front now of the L.A. Chargers 20-17. They also have the football back. It's second down and eight with less than a minute to play in the third quarter. Denver just picked off Jalen Hurts. It's now 20-13. Eagles with the advantage. Brandon McManus had a field goal that was blocked earlier in this contest. So those are the four afternoon games. Guys, does that mean for as much dreck and dreadful play we had today, that means we should have like a firefight in Vegas tonight between the Chiefs and Raiders? I think we're going to see some points tonight. I, I, so. I do, yeah. Over-under that game was 52 and a half. No, I think it's going to be we – had, we had a crazy one last year, I remember. I think you're going to get the same thing, now yeah. with fans in attendance. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. What was the wild one? Was it the wild one? It was Rams and Chiefs a couple years ago. That game was supposed to be played in Mexico. Yeah, that's right. And then the NFL Network paid, played it 85 times in the offseason. <laughs> you know, when they have nothing to air, they're like, yeah. just put Rams-Chiefs on from that crazy night. <laughs> yeah. I think I've told this story about that. Not that it's it's too crazy because you guys know what it's like living out here in Southern California. But I left my father-in-law's home at the end of the first quarter, went to Burbank, flew to Las Vegas, got my rental car, went to the hotel, and then watched the fourth quarter at a at a at you know an establishment yeah. near the hotel. Because that game went on forever. It took like four and a half hours. <laughs> Man. But I, I, I hope we get some points from that tonight. Yeah, I mean, we, we should. I'm hopeful. Obviously, Rams and 49ers are tomorrow for the Monday night festivities. Uh, Chase Young, a possible torn ACL, uh, left today getting helped out by a couple of trainers. Washington did upset Tampa Bay 29-19. Steelers and Lions, a 16-16 draw. It's not a bad thing for Pittsburgh because Cleveland got trounced today. Baltimore had also lost. And the Bengals in an off week, they had the bye. Colts beat the uh, Jaguars, and the Titans hold off the Saints. Uh, Tennessee now 8-2 this season. They held serve Indy 5-5 five and five now in the AFC South. I don't know. For as bad as those divisions are, there's going to be some exciting finishes now. Yeah. A AFC North, AFC South, AFC West. Yeah, AFC all, East, all of them. Yeah, all of them. Well, yeah, all oh, of them. I forgot to tell you, Mike White will not be the starting quarterback when Zach Wilson tells <laughs> Oh, man, just, George, they're just, piling on you. I just want to break that news. It just doesn't, doesn't well, stop. Zach, Zach Wilson might not be the starting quarterback oh, for, here, for forever either. <laughs> he hasn't looked that great. Like, like let's not act what, like he's looked like what Mac rookie, Jones so far. What or rookie Trevor. quarterbacks look great this season? What? Yeah, what rookie quarterback has looked great this season? Uh, only Mac Jones so far. Mac but, Jones has had a couple good games. It was like yeah, but no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, don't act, don't sit up here and try to spike the football like Zach Wilson is a <laughs> foregone conclusion to be a good quarterback. We don't know. Oh, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, that that's the point is that we don't know. Why are you but yelling you, at me? You know, you know what I think. That, you know what I think that the issue. I yell is, at though, everybody. Ask, ask Dan. Yeah, no, that is true. That is that is very true. Uh, the the thing is, is how quickly though that we want to move on from from rookie quarterbacks and first round picks, 
because it's and, and and maybe it's maybe it's indicative of the world where where Twitter rules and and TikTok is 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 hot because everything is just quick and instant and keeps you know you're on to the next thing. I think that's the thing where it gets to the NFL quarterback is it's not whether Zach Wilson is good enough or not good enough and and honestly, I think it's the same situation with Tua. And maybe we we know a little bit more. We do know a little bit more about Tua than we do know about Zach Wilson. It's just the whole process of moving on from these guys so quickly. I think that's the problem that I have with everything of, you know what? Tua may not end up being the guy, and Zach Wilson may not end up being the guy. But if we're just moving on as quickly as we are, I think that's the problem that that I see with the situation. It's just yeah. just jump ahead. Like, you know, we're ready. No, to, no, no. Whoever's I, next. I, I agree that – see, I – I think that there is a general, just a general, ridiculous prisoner of the moment microwave change culture that we live in, which I which I have a significant problem with. I mean, even in college football, a coach has a bad year and it's like, oh, my God, fire everybody. Dude, there are coaches that have there are fan bases on their message board because I'm a message board watcher, right? Yes. I don't participate really, but I'm a watcher. And they've at I mean, like they have called for Lane Kiffin to be fired. It, it, that it, it may be time for Nick Saban to step down. <laughs> go 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 ahead and send Ryan Day to to LSU. We can do better. <laughs> Um, bro, I'm like, what are you talking to do? Even Oregon fans. I don't know if Mario Cristobal is the guy. What the F are you talking about, bro? Like, like they, like they think that the next thing is the best thing. Like, do you realize how hard it is to find competent winning head coaches? Like people who can win year after year. Don't go calling for somebody's job. Dude, this is like people who who cry for change, right? Like or or they or they bring up a problem, but they don't offer a solution. Mm-hmm. Like don't be a person who just brings up a problem without bringing up a solution. And then they say stuff like, "Oh, well, hey, well, th- th- this is more related to college football where they where where they'll say, "Hey, yo, we should uh, hire Kellen Moore as our new head coach." What? He's the Dallas Cowboys Offensive coordinator on a winning team making two million dollars, primed to be a head coach soon. But 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 that's who you think you're gonna hire, bro. The delusion is on Max. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. Two situations we want to track in Green Bay. Aaron Jones needed to be helped off the field and was taken into the medical tent for what appears to be a leg injury. Green Bay on top of Seattle again, three nothing as they've just started the fourth quarter. And then a crazy scenario in Denver. Melvin Gordon appeared to f- to fumble the football. Darius Slay picked it up and ran it back seventy seven yards for a touchdown. When half of the Denver Broncos appeared to think that the play was dead. Teddy Bridgewater didn't even attempt to make a tackle on Darius Slay as he ran by. Officials caught up, called it good. The extra point was made, and Philadelphia is now up on Denver, 27-13. Carolina continuing to route Arizona, 31-3, and the Vikings are driving up three on the Chargers, 20-17, to with 12 minutes to go in that one. I told you we're going to get a look at the fantasy numbers. We will do that on the other side. That's next. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This 
This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's the six-year NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer, taking you through Week 10. Four games going on right now. Green Bay knocking on the door, a third and goal at the Seahawks' four-yard line. Still 3 nothing. Green Bay, which is 10.45 left to go in the game. Aaron Jones ended up having to leave the game for the Packers because of a leg injury. He is questionable to return. Green Bay calling a timeout, it appears, on this third and goal. But now there's a flag on the play. The other games right now, Philadelphia is up on Denver 27-13. to Vikings get in the end zone. Dalvin Cook punches it in from one yard out. So it's the Vikings 27, Chargers 17 with 927 left to go. And the Panthers are on top of the Cardinals 31-10, to eight minutes and counting in that affair. George, let's take a look at some fantasy numbers with our good buddy Ryan Bershinger. Set, go, 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 go! Fantasy hits. Yeah. 
and misses. He is our two-way player here. Not only is he our executive producer, he is also the guy that gives us the fantasy. He has hits and misses for the week so far. First, what do you got in Week 10? Let's look at our hits thus far. Dak Prescott is still the top-scoring quarterback of the day, but coming in now at quarterback number six is Jalen Hurts. He got all the way up to quarterback three at one point until he did throw that interception. Jalen Hurts right now against the Broncos, 16 of 23 for 178 yards and two touchdowns, but that interception as well. Also seven rushes for 49 yards on the ground for Jalen Hurts. Ramondre Stevenson still our, our top scoring running back of the day, but Dalvin Cook has cracked the top 10, as has Christian McCaffrey, probably the top two guys in your fantasy draft this season. Dalvin Cook, 22 rushes for 79 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Also three catches on five targets for 24 yards. And Christian McCaffrey, yes, as you guys mentioned, got a little banged up earlier, but still today, 13 rushes, 95 yards on the ground, 10 catches on 10 targets for 66 yards for Christian McCaffrey. Looking at wide receiver, C.D. Lamb is still our top-scoring receiver of the day, but Devontae Smith has had a huge afternoon thus far. Four catches on six targets for 66 yards and two touchdowns from Devontae Smith. He's currently wide receiver four on the day. And Tyler Conklin is now your second top-scoring tight end. Uh, Hunter Henry's still tight end one, but Conklin sitting at tight end two now with two catches on three targets for six yards and two touchdowns. So uh, a lot of... Uh, value for those catches there for Tyler Conklin. Looking at our misses from earlier today, Carson Wentz has been a, a strong fantasy quarterback thus far this season, but not so much today. QB 19 on the dates uh, today so far, 22 of 34 for 180 yards, four rushes for negative one yard. Cordero Patterson got banged up in the Falcons loss to the Cowboys. And because that game was very far out of the question for the Falcons, Patterson never came back in four rushes for 25 yards, one catch on two targets for 14 yards. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a lot of fantasy hype over the last couple weeks, and now with Odell out of town, maybe he'd step up as the number one option there. One catch on five targets for 16 yards. He's currently wide receiver 64 on the day. And lastly, happy birthday to Dawson Knox of the Buffalo Bills. He celebrated with one catch on one target for 17 yards. <laughs> and those are your fantasy hits and misses thus far today. Oh, thank you very much, Ryan Bershinger. And while Bersh was doing the fantasy stuff, A.J. Dillon was carrying the Seahawks defense into the end zone. Touchdown from three yards out. So Green Bay now up on Seattle after Mason Crosby's extra point. 10 nothing with 10.37 left to go. The scariest part about it was if you were sitting in the front row at Lambeau Field in the end zone, to have A.J. Dillon come flying at you to do the Lambeau leap. Like, it's one thing if it's Randall Cobb or a wide receiver, but to have A.J. Dillon come flying at you, George, that could be some scary stuff, but the Packer fans will take it as they are up 10 nothing. How about seeing George Reister running at you doing the Lambeau leap, which oh. I did. Really? Yes. yes did you did. psych him out or did you go up? <clears throat> no, no, no. I went, I went all the way up. I got like a beer poured on me, everything. <laughs> get george on twitter at george reister find me on twitter at dan Bayer on fox vikings and chargers up for grabs that's next fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live week 10 in the nfl wrapping up with our late window but all four games still going on one about to uh, come to a close as you heard david gascon say Carolina putting the finishing touches on the Cardinals with two minutes left in that one. The other games somewhat in the balance, but especially in L.A. So with 4.36 left to go, the Vikings will get the football up seven on the Chargers. 
Minnesota 27, Chargers 20. In his stand on the screen on the Fox broadcast, Chargers 4-2 this season in one-score games. Minnesota just 2-5. Seahawks trail the Packers. Calling my shot. What do you got? Chargers. The Chargers end up winning this one. Yep. I I think that Kirk Cousins in this offense will be able to – Run a significant amount of clock and maybe even get in field goal range and put this one uh, put this one away. Well, Russell, we already know the thing he, he he has going for him in this situation though is that this game is a one o'clock kick. So <laughs> it's not prime time. And looking outside, as we are in Southern California, it's still light out. So there's not even the, even the sense that you could have a a night game or prime time, <laughs> even even with the clocks changing last week. Russell Wilson has now thrown an interception into the end zone. His second Again? interception. This He's run, rusty as hell right now. He does not look good today. And there was a throw that he made earlier in this half that was just a just a simple you know button hook route and he completely airmailed Tyler Lockett on a throw that they probably could do in their sleep so I do think that Russell Wilson is dealing with the effects of that finger injury this one though he kind of threw it up for grabs into double coverage into the end zone ended up being intercepted so Green Bay up 10 nothing on the Seahawks now with under eight minutes to go we'll try to work the clock flurries are starting to fly at Lambeau they've been, it's been snowing in in uh, Green Bay this weekend and so now the flurries are back the other note in this game it has been the return of Aaron Rodgers but Rodgers a very mediocre uh, 21 of 35 for 235 yards and an interception the status of Aaron Jones initial reports say the Packers believe he suffered a sprained MCL in this fourth quarter needed to be helped off so it's been the AJ Dillon show since Dillon scored the only touchdown so Green Bay will rely on him they've dominated this game it actually hasn't even been as close as the score indicates of it 10 nothing this has been a full Packer domination so far as Dillon actually now takes a swing pass and gets Green Bay into Seattle territory as he rumbles down the field that that is a that it is an appropriate description though of saying him rumbling down the field yes. when AJ Dillon runs yes he's definitely a rumbler <laughs> he's, he he it's not as graceful as some of your other top quarterbacks in the uh I'm sorry running backs in the uh, league it is a little more uh labor intensive the Vikings uh, facing a second down and 27. Now looks like they'll be facing a third down and maybe about six. Dalvin Cook getting a bunch of yards. Now the Chargers have all three of their timeouts. There's 335 left to go. And again, the Vikings are up seven in this contest. So even if the Vikings end up getting a first down here, Minnesota's uh, going to need to get a couple of more if they want to keep the football away from the Chargers. The Eagles are going for another field goal, 23-yard attempt as they are trying to put the finishing touches on a win in Denver, which is not easy to do. The field goal is good, so it's 30-13. to And then that leads us to the game that does have two minutes left to go, Carolina and Arizona. All Carolina today, Cam Newton making his return, Christian McCaffrey a strong game. It didn't appear that that injury that they were looking at appeared to be serious Christian McCaffrey on the sideline smiling but Carolina trying to run out the clock up 34 to 10 on the other side of the two-minute warning now and so Carolina is going to go to five and five and Arizona is going to fall to eight and two Vikings do convert on that third down and six a pass to Justin Jefferson gets Minnesota into Charger territory at the 44 yard line so now not only the clock working against the Bolts 
the field position as well as a field goal by Minnesota would also make this a two-score game. So that's yeah. where we stand in this late window, George. <sighs> Bro, they, you had the Chargers. They needed to stop. They had Dalvin Cook stopped at, at like a second. At like It would have been third and 12. But, in, but instead, they do a poor job of tackling, and now they're going to end up on Mr. Go, Go 30's Instagram. The, the 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 Minnesota Vikings are a, a team, and not to not to change the the conversation of the Chargers not getting a play to what the Vikings did. But the point I wanted to make, George, is I don't. We we talk about teams that you don't want to face in the postseason. I think that the Vikings can play with anyone, but the question is is what Vikings team shows up. Like, they seem to have the offensive firepower to compete. But yeah. You don't know, I, but it, it's from they've, – they've played – we brought up the stat. They've only won two one-score games out of seven so far this season. By the way, this Kirk catch by Cousins Justin – Cousins is their quarterback. That's, that's the reason? The, yes. That's the sole reason. It's not short yardage situation they're, they're not good in. That doesn't play into it. No, really, I'm, no I'm saying that the, that the biggest difference between – when teams winning and losing is their is is their quarterback and and Kirk Cousins he does he has a history of not playing well in the biggest games he's got a history in, in, in primetime games in particular he shows up like he's a good statistical guy but there's something about it that doesn't go the way that that his team wants, and I don't know what else that you can point it point it to besides him kind of being the common denominator. Do you think defenses are threatened by him, Kurt? No, their wide receivers, yes. Okay, and because, that's kind of what I because, was because to. Adam Thielen and Jefferson require respect. And they and they should get that level of respect. They are reviewing this Justin Jefferson catch. Oh, that's not going to be a catch, bro. That ball. I think is it. I on think it. But I think it. I think it is. I think that what they are saying is that he did. I. I. I believe it will be. I. We can't hear the audio. Uh, that ball. But I thought on that the ground, dude. When, I, when 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 he lays when he hits the ground, that ball is laying on the turf. But I like, thought it was in his hands, and this is the question where he then was able to make that football move and end up getting into the end zone. Speaking of getting into the end zone, Green Bay is knocking on the door, converting a second and one at the six-yard line. They now get down to the four-yard line, just running clock, 3.30 left to go. It's 10 nothing Green Bay. The Seahawks have all three of their timeouts, but they may not even want to call any of them. You just may want to get out of Dodge and, and, <laughs> and move on to week 11. Let's not delay the inevitable here. I, I think I think that he caught the football in the Justin Jefferson play. I, th- I, think, I think he did catch it, but I'm saying that but by the letter of the NFL laws, and like I don't think it's a catch. But this goes back to just the fact that replay, right? So – has replay made the game better? Because the whole point of replay is to get all the calls right. But has replay made the game better? I would argue no, because now we are arguing about the minutia of a catch. Like, and it's the same argument that would have been been had without review. Like, the, I, like the game is not better because we have 
reviews. I I think it could be worse though. I it think could, to, yeah. to to break up like I would rather have this stuff have to be discussed and looked at and us to break down than to have a play that is so obviously missed by an official stand on the field. Like I get human error is a is a part of all of this, but to have something that would be egregious just because a ref is not maybe standing in the right spot and you have the ability to correct that, I would not want to lose it. So while I don't know if it makes it better, I don't think that it makes it worse. And I'm and there are faults to it, George, in breaking down whether this Justin Jefferson catch was a catch or not. I just think of, of of a foot being out of bounds, of a ball, you know, clearly crossing the plane when it's not called call that. I would much rather have that. I don't know how much it makes it better, but I do think without it, the game would be worse. Yeah, see, it's it, it, it's one of those things to where uh, it it's like the argument about capital punishment, where like where like people where they, they make the argument, which is probably where where I stand is like, okay, well if any any person who is sentenced to a capital punishment and is guilty makes it not worth it for pretty much everybody kind of kind kind of like okay. that. that's the way i look at it well the, dalvin cook by the way was uh running and i don't know if they're calling a a face mask, or if they've called a penalty on Minnesota, it's an offensive face mask. So Minnesota actually now is backed up facing a first and 25. The Chargers did lose that challenge, so they lost a timeout on that uh, Justin Jefferson catch. So they have two timeouts. But now Minnesota's going to have a tough time getting the first down and running out the clock if they're they're able to do so. It appears that without a defensive penalty, Minnesota – or would likely have to give the ball back to the Chargers, so we could see Justin Herbert on the field one more time. Green Bay, as I mentioned, up 10-0 on the Seahawks at the two-minute warning. Green Bay is knocking on the door, facing a third and goal from the Seattle two-yard line. Seahawks have three timeouts. But honestly, even if Green Bay doesn't punch it in here, I think they'll go for it on fourth down. And why also make the Seahawks offense try to go 98 yards in to even get on the scoreboard? But Green Bay about to close that one out. And Philadelphia looking like they're on their way to victory in Denver, up 30-13 to with five minutes left to go in that one. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. We will wrap up what's happening in L.A. between the Vikings and Chargers, plus look ahead to the other games on the schedule in Week 10. Chiefs in Vegas to face the Raiders tonight, and OBJ makes his Rams debut tomorrow. We we will talk about that and discuss next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, late window in week 10, about to wrap up. He's George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Green Bay trying to close out Seattle. 17-0 Packers on top of the Seahawks with a minute 19 to go. Philadelphia's in Denver beating the Broncos 30-13. to Under three minutes left in that one. Denver trying to make it a little bit more respectable as they are in Philadelphia territory and now actually in the red zone. While in L.A., the only game of this late window that really appeared in the balance here at the end, Minnesota leads the Chargers 27-20 to at the two-minute warning. And we mentioned that there was a 15-yard penalty against the Vikings that backed them up a first and 25. Well, what happened on third and 20 was that Kirk Cousins hit Adam Thielen for about 18 yards, setting up a fourth and two. And George, instead of going for the long field goal, Minnesota decided, you know what, we're going to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. They did, pitched it out on the outside, and he got I three yards it. and likely about to run out the clock as the Chargers don't have any timeouts. If this they do get a stop here, there would only be a few seconds left on the clock. <clears throat> this is a bad loss for the Chargers, really bad loss. Like, the, the, like if you're trying to be a Super Bowl contender, these are the games that you, that you have to win. And then also – in this uh, Seattle Seahawks game, you also see, uh, as a side side note, DK Metcalf, he got into it with a Packers player. He's a little frustrated. You know, offense didn't do anything today, and then he was on the sideline talking to his teammates like, don't talk to me right right now. He's hot. He's sick. Of, he, he doesn't want to lose, and he thought that this was a game that they had a chance to win. So, yeah, he's frustrated. How, how frustrated, though, do you think he is with a team losing to as opposed to the offense just being inept? Because today – they were Russell Wilson, 16 of 31, 
just 118 yards, picked off twice. DK only had three catches for 22 yards, 26 yards. I shorted him four there. It just that to me would be the the frustrating part. And to look at the Seahawks, you would you thought that there would be this this boost of Russell Wilson coming back and how how much juice there is. And to have them just fall flat, and DK, by the way, has been ejected from this game, which I'm sure the other 50 Seahawks would rather be in his position so they could leave as well a little early. But <laughs> they, they, they only got a minute 19 left. <laughs> the Vikings, by the way, are taking knees on their ways to victory, and so they're going to run out the clock and get a 27-20 victory over the Chargers today. But that's that's the part to me is where if you're Seattle, you're sitting there at 3-5 and five and you had the three-game absence. Geno Smith did not play poorly in those three games. They were actually – they went one and two in that span and were in each of the three games that they ended up losing. But now you thought that you were going to get this lift, this, this boost from Russell Wilson – and not only does his finger seem to be an issue, he actually still looks as lost as he did before the issue or before the injury and having the issues in, in really understanding this offense. That that to me, if 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 I'm a Seahawks fan, which I actually happen to be, the point being is the offense, George, just was not the same and the same problems that they were having before Russell Wilson's injury are the same ones that they are having after it. Yeah, but yeah, but part of it though is that Russell is a little bit rusty. I mean, he's made a lot of passes today that have been uh, very underwhelming. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that, that you're like, is this a starting quarterback? Like, if you didn't know better. But, I mean, I suspect that next game will be significantly better. But this was a game that you were hoping that with Aaron Rodgers being out, and he was rusty too, that – that that was going to create a situation to where he was going to be able to, you know, that they could potentially steal this game, especially the way it went. It was 3-0 for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, really good point. Yeah, so so then you thought you might be able to steal a game and then and go to 4-5, and five, which would put you in potential to make the playoffs. But now for them to make the playoffs, they're, they're going to have to rattle off, you know, four or five straight. Yeah, and even even if they do make the playoffs, they don't seem like they would be a team that would would do any damage at the at this point. Now things could change, but it just they their offense does not seem to be high octane at all. Their defense has actually done better than than what they've you know you would expect of their defense. Your point about just this game of of an opportunity is spot on and sometimes I wonder if I'm guilty of that or we're guilty of that of we're sitting here talking about the games that maybe we don't see the big picture honestly when the NFL schedule came out in May and you were doing your wins and losses of the schedule you probably would have marked this down as a loss for Seattle going to Green Bay in November road game probably advantageous for the Green Bay Packers even if you were bullish on Seattle it may have been a game that you would have marked a loss but it's how it transpired that I think is so deflating because there just doesn't seem to. I mean, Cam Newton came back to Carolina, and I know Cam Newton wasn't dealing with an injury, but there was some relative juice with the Carolina Panthers, and then he comes on the field, scores, gets a touchdown run, and the team feeds off of it. There doesn't seem to be any feeding off of this with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. I mean, there, there could be a question that Geno Smith may have performed better today for the Seahawks than Russell Wilson did. Oh, I, I can make a case for that. The the only issue is is that 
is that if it wasn't today, it would have been then you may have laid this clunker next next week. So mm-hmm. so you want to get Russell back up to speed as quickly as possible. And he probably looked pretty good in practice. But then when, once everything fully speeds up, it, it, it does become a problem. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's get a look at the fantasy numbers for the final time in the show with our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger. Say, go, go, go! Fantasy hits and misses. Should we call you fantasy insider, fantasy analyst, fantasy tracker? Is there an official title we could give you in addition to executive producer, Ryan Uh, Bershinger? Fantasy analyst, I think. A fanalist. That's that's fine. Fanalist. Uh, all right. Well, looking at quarterbacks first off for hits and misses, uh, not too much has changed in the in the landscape here. Jalen Hurts finishes as QB five, uh, going sixteen of twenty three for one hundred and seventy eight yards and two touchdowns and an interception. Twelve rushes for fifty five yards. The top five quarterbacks on the day: Dak Prescott one, Josh Allen two, Trevor Simeon comes in at number three for fantasy quarterbacks today. Mac Jones uh, actually tied with him at three, and Ryan Tannehill and Jalen Hurts tied at five. We have a new leader at running back for fantasy on the day, and it is A.J. Dillon. If he made his way into your fantasy lineups, you were rewarded 21 rushes for 66 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Also had two catches on two targets for 62 receiving yards. Our our top five on the day, Ramondre Stevenson, two. Antonio Gibson comes in at three. He's had a rough season fantasy-wise, and with a rough matchup today, he actually came through the very strong game. Jonathan Taylor, four, and Dalvin Cook finishes off at five. Our top receivers on the day, CeeDee Lamb, number one, Stephon Diggs, two, Kendrick Bourne, three, Devontae Smith's going to finish at number four. He's finishing this game with four catches on six targets for 66 yards and two touchdowns there. And uh, Jamal Agnew is our uh, wide receiver five on the day, despite the fact that he didn't catch a single pass. (laughs) He did have three rushes for 79 yards and a touchdown. Looking at tight end here, uh, Hunter Henry, tight end one. Tyler Conklin comes in at tight end two with uh, three catches for 11 yards and two touchdowns uh, in that game against the Chargers. Mark Andrews, three. Dan Arnold finishes four. And Austin Hooper at five. And looking at our misses here, well, I guess let's, let's pull up here Russell Wilson's final numbers for today. He's going to come in at quarterback 23. He's 19 of 38 for 145 yards, two interceptions. Five rushes for 32 yards. Almost had a third interception there. Adrian Amos dropped it in the end zone. Uh, in terms of a, a whole lot of receivers missing the mark in these afternoon games, unfortunately. Tyler Lockett, I don't think he's caught a pass since I've looked in the last couple of minutes. Uh, he's well, gonna... just look on your fantasy <laughs> roster because this has been a theme <laughs> yeah. throughout the breaks today. Yeah, exactly. I did have to start Lockett in a league. And, oh, hey, look, there he is. There's another catch. So, uh, I, I guess that's two catches for him. Before that catch, he had one catch for seven yards, so I think he just got about 14 yards there. That's okay. Uh, DJ Moore, despite the fact that the Panthers put up big numbers today, only four catches on seven targets for 24 yards. And Cortland Sutton not doing much for the Broncos, two catches on two targets for 29 yards. And those are your fantasy hits and misses for Week 10. Thank you very much, Ryan Bershinger, as the late window in Week 10 up for grabs. Is uh, the uh, man the the Seahawks with a goose egg next to their uh, their name right now on that graphic? A very very tough 
to uh, to look at. And if you were to rate the Seahawks uh, quarterbacking performance today on a scale of one to ten, it would also be a zero. That would be uh, <laughs> that would be the the situation. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Eagles have closed out the Broncos by a score of thirty. Tyler Lockett stayed in bounds on purpose. <laughs> on that last pl- pass, he was like, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not running out of bounds because then the game will be over and I don't want to deal with one of these another Aaron throws that might get me hurt like it like happened like three plays ago. Well, the, the, the they had a third and 26 and there wasn't a Green Bay defender outside of the defensive lineman within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage and Russell Wilson missed Freddie Swain. They're from ten yards away. Like there was, there was, there's something that finger is still affecting Russell Wilson. So while it's a great story, it did hamper him today against Green Bay. Cam Newton was not hampered at all in his Panthers debut. And I, Carolina really had a tough going of it. Or excuse me, Arizona had a tough going of it without DeAndre Hopkins, without Kyler Murray, uh, James Conner, and, and Eno Benjamin had to be the ones in the in the backfield. You just set up is it we started the show, George. I just thought it set up for a difficult day for Arizona. But the way that Carolina used Cam in just this short window, the way that they used PJ Walker, I, I I know that we expect Cam to take over the starting job, but today worked all right. I don't know why you wouldn't continue to do this if you are Carolina. Whoa. Bring whoa. Bring, bring Cam along and if there is a point where PJ Walker isn't giving you what you need then you can insert Cam in, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so quick to say, you know what, Cam Newton, you're going to be our starting quarterback. Maybe after their bye in week 13, maybe that's the opportunity to do it. But at least for the next couple of weeks, I think you should continue to do this if you're Carolina and keep Cam Newton in his his spot play role that he's got right now. Whoa, you got to settle down, buddy. You got to settle down because you are advocating. Think think about this. You are advocating for a two quarterback system and in quarterback math one plus one equals zero Dan. you <laughs> you know this i don't think you fully thought that through two quarterback systems do not work it worked today because the arizona cardinals are super de- depleted and colt mccoy stood no chance against their arguably the best defense in the in the league and they just put Cam in for, you, you know, just, just to get his feet wet because there's no way he could know the playbook already. So he couldn't even quarterback the whole entire team. But as soon as he's got a, a handle on the on the playbook, you you got to go with Cam Newton or P.J. Washington. You can't have both. P.J. Walker. P.J. Oh, Walker. Well, no, I don't right. know. P.J. Washington's the nba yes. and And guess who he plays for? Who does he play for? Charlotte? The Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. So, so, so. I almost, I almost pulled PJs a Barkley, though. Charlotte. Who does he play for? Uh, almost got it wrong. Thank goodness I uh, got it correct. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. OBJ returns uh, to action in a new uniform tomorrow against the Rams. We will discuss that after David Gascon gives us a wider look at what happened in Week 10 in the NFL. What's going on, Dave? Dan, am I allowed to go old man grass the whole nine yards here? Sure, why not? I think if you're a starting quarterback in the NFL, outside of Tom Brady... You are not allowed to publicly display your montage of you returning after an injury. 
<laughs> I mean, that montage of Russell Wilson this week, like I'm back, was nauseating. It it does. And, and listen, there's the handshake of him and Aaron Rodgers yeah. afterwards. Yeah. The, there there are there are, I don't know if they're. Uh, I'll say rumors is a better word that yeah. Rodgers isn't a huge fan of Russell Wilson. Their handshake looked like that at the end. <laughs> like it was one of those quick ones. Hey, man, good luck. Yeah. You would think that they'd have a lot to talk about, but uh, they didn't. No, but, no. Yeah. I, I it just, was not good. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he made it look like or made it sound like from his montage, like he hit a torn ACL and he came back like yeah, half, <laughs> half a year early. I mean, did, did you feel like it was over the top, George? A little bit. Yeah. I, it's, I yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So uh, put it this way: in hindsight, because you thought, I, I think that there was some excitement. They're like, "All right, let's let's build this up." And now, when your team doesn't score any points, <laughs> you really look like a moron. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's all about brand, right? Oh yeah, that is true. I mean, that that dude does not have enough air pumped in those tires. So, um, so yeah, they get shut out today by the Green Bay Packers, seventeen nothing. It wasn't like Aaron Rodgers was great, but. They got the W. He's 23 of 37 for 292 through the air. Uh, one INT that was in the end zone. Wilson, 20 of 40 for 161. Sacked three times and picked off twice in this contest. Uh, A.J. Dillon, as Ryan had mentioned, 21 carries for 66 yards and also a pair of scores. Denver gets beat at home by Philadelphia, 30 to 13. Vikings 27-20 in Los, An- in Los Angeles against the Chargers today. Kirk Cousins, two touchdown passes. Dalvin Cook, 24 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown of his own. Justin Jefferson went off nine receptions for a buck 43. You guys highlighted Cam today. Panthers 34, Cardinals 10. Washington wins big over Tampa 29-19. They did lose Chase Young. Could be season ending. Lions and Steelers 16-16 overtime draw. Bills beat the Jets. Patriots win as well. Colts thumped the the Jaguars 23-17. It was the Titans who held on and beat the Saints 23-21. Saints had come back with Trevor Seaman but a two-point conversion was no good and the Cowboys bounced back in a large uh, kind of way. 43-30 over the Atlanta Falcons. Dak Prescott Three touchdowns, two through the air, and one on the ground. The nightcap, Kansas City is in Las Vegas against the Raiders. Kickoff time is in about ooh, 50 minutes from now. AP top 25 college football's out. Georgia's the number one, followed by Bama, Cincinnati, Oregon, Ohio State. And then round out the top 10, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Michigan, Oklahoma, and Ole Miss. Baylor with the big upset. They moved up to number 11. Thank you very much, David. It's Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Time for our See You on Wednesday Player of the Week. George has a Player of the Week. I've got one as well. George, I will start with the team that I praised earlier in the show, and that's the New England Patriots. Ramondre Stevenson, my See You on Wednesday Player of the Week, leading the charge on the ground for New England. 20 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Also added four receptions with that as the Patriots improved to 6-4 and four with an absolute demolishing of the Cleveland Browns, 45-7. to seven. They didn't have Damian Harris today. They didn't need him because they had Ramondre Stevenson. Well, for me, my see you on Wednesday player is Cam Newton, <laughs> even though he needs to show up to work tomorrow so he can continue to learn the offense. 
first game back in the NFL, three for four, for a touchdown, quarterback rating 116, and three carries, 14 yards, and a touchdown. That's the way you come in making an impact. This is the forgotten Cam, the slept-on Cam, the left-for-dead Cam. Cam is back, baby. (laughs) Those are our See You on Wednesday Players of the Week. I will say I had thought of maybe giving it to DeAndre Swift, but I couldn't give it to a player in a tie. No. I could not I could not do it. it when the Lions win and we are on the air that is when I will give the see you on Wednesday award to a Detroit Lion. Well, By the way, a Snickers buddy, it might be next season. <laughs> if if you are a Steelers fan, if you are a Steelers fan and anybody asks you how the Steelers did, you say they lost. You don't say they tied today because they lost today. Even with like Ben Roethlisberger, who we have put to, you know, we have put to bed. Ben can't throw anymore. Can't move around. It's just not there. Just when you think that Ben Roethlisberger has run out of opportunities for the city of Pittsburgh to love him, he comes down with COVID, and then Mason Rudolph has to start, and they tie a winless Lions team. Like there's all these lifelines with Ben Roethlisberger where Ben can always be like, see. You know, it's I'm not the problem, or you could be worse in Pittsburgh. And again, that was the situation today. Lions just tried to run it down the Steelers' throats. So when it came to overtime, and the Lions did have an opportunity, but when it's 48 yards, you're in that stadium. The conditions are the way that they are. It's just a it's a tough ask if you're the Lions who end up getting the tie. But if you're a Steelers fan and anybody asks, I think you got to say they lost. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you're tied. I mean, that's you're supposed to win that game. But Mason Rudolph was your starting quarterback, and you don't have high expectations for for him. So so if you're the Steelers, this is not the worst outcome. The worst outcome would would have been a loss. I mean, at least at least you didn't lose if you're the Steelers and you're saying, well, we know Mason Rudolph (laughs) is not the future. Uh, The 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 score. Does not tell the whole story. How this all played out as a Steelers fan, you just cannot you cannot feel good. Steelers, by the way, next week will take on a Chargers team who should be, to George's case, a bit fuming after losing to the Minnesota Vikings today. Get George on Twitter, at George Rice. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. What do you think happens with OBJ tomorrow night against the Niners, George? Do you think we're going to see, a, like we saw Five with Cam catches, Newton today? 89 yards and a touchdown. Ooh, I think you'll see five catches. I think you'll see about 38 yards and no touchdowns. I think that they will make a concerted effort to get him the football, but I just don't think that you're going to see that big playability. With everything okay. that's going on with with everything that's going on with him, he's still a year removed from an ACL injury. So one Dude, thing that we don't talk a, a, a lot about is going to be a like he's gonna show that he still got some juice left after the, for the rest of this season, and then somebody will sign him to some big money in the off season because he still got gas left. Oh my goodness! Mark that one down for the uh, archives. Remember it. Write it down. Take take a picture. I'm if always nobody wa- never wrong. If nobody wanted him on waivers, no, why they would did they- want him on waivers. The the uh, the but picking him up on waivers was not a good move because you knew he wanted to pick where he wanted to go. So, so like if, if you're a team, you didn't want to deal with that part of it. So, so it had he 
just been had the team just decided to move on for him from him for whatever reason, then yeah, they would have claimed him. But but he was essentially a NBA buyout candidate, like to where they buy guys out and then they sign for the minimum. That's who that's who he was because the team had to pay the rest of the seven million dollars. I just if your team signs Odell Beckham Jr. to a big contract this offseason, I don't know how you can be excited about it. I, ah, I just damn. I don't. Uh, we'll 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 get our first taste of it on Monday night. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. We, your Week Ten MVP is coming up next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Everything's done right now. Just waiting for Chiefs and Raiders to play Sunday night football and then the Rams and Niners tomorrow. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. 
My MVP pyramid, by the way, will come out every Wednesday, as it has all season long. George had a problem with my MVP pyramid of this past week. We will dive into that after we deal with our Week 10 MVPs. It's time to recap it. Your teams are wrapped here. Tackle, tackle! This is your Fox MVP. The most valuable plays from NFL Sunday. Browns versus Patriots. Jones from the shotgun. Takes the snap. Drops back. Has time. Fires down the middle for Gordon. Reaches up. Extends. Slams in the end zone. Between two defenders. Touchdown. Patriots. 98.5 The Sports Hub and the Patriots Radio Network. Jaguars versus Colts. It's a block punt. Picked up by the Colts around the 10-yard line. EJ Speed. He's lumbering towards the pylon. No signal yet. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown for the Colts. A block punt. Touchdown. Special teams. Colts Radio Network. Falcons versus Cowboys. Snap to Prescott. They blitz him. He throws it left. Lambs in the corner of the end zone. And he walks under the ball. Touchdown to C.D. Lamb. His second. And he comes up grinning at Dalton Schultz and shrugging his shoulders saying that was too easy. The Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Bills versus Jets. First down from the eight-yard line. And going around the right side. Touchdown for Isaiah McKenzie. For McKenzie, only his fourth carry of the year. And he reaches the end zone as the Bills jump on top. WGR and the Bills Radio Network. Buccaneers versus Washington. Heineken steps up, throws to the corner of the end zone. It's got Carter on. Touchdown! DeAndre Carter! 20-yard touchdown pass from Taylor Heineke! WTM, the Team 980. Saints versus Titans. Playfix, Hanahill, looking, throwing, catching, scoring. Touchdown, Titans! Michael Pruitt again! Oh, what a quick look. They were quivering back there on defense. WGFX 104.5 Titans Radio Network. Panthers versus Cardinals. 6'5", 245 pounds, three-time pro bowler Cam Newton. Newton's going to run right in the grass, breaks a tackle. McCaffrey, (laughs) Newton, everybody celebrating. Touchdown right side. WBT and the Panthers Radio Network. Lions versus Steelers. Goff's got it back to pass. Goff loads and throws deep middle it is caught and they tried a little razzle dazzle get it to trinity benson trinity benson running left sideline and they throw it knocked out of bounds is deandre swift and that's it we got a tie 16 16 our final score here in pittsburgh wxyt fm 97.1 the ticket lions radio network eagles versus broncos hurts lines them up again he's at the 35 he fakes he rolls he looks he is going deep and it is caught, and it is a touchdown to Vontae Smith. He took it away from the Broncos. 36-yard pass. 94 WIP Eagles Radio Network. Seahawks versus Packers. Snap to Rodgers, give to Dillon. Off the right side, hit by Rodgers. Cuts into the end zone for the touchdown. A.J. Dillon just took the best middle linebacker in the NFL into the end zone in Lambeau Field, South End. Packers Radio Network, Vikings versus Chargers. Fourth and goal, Kirk, straight drop, looking left, throws back to the end zone, and it's caught for a touchdown! Touchdown by the Minnesota Vikings, and they have taken the lead. KFAN Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. Woo!
That was your most valuable play. Let's go. The MVPs. That's what we do, baby. From Fox Sports Radio. Many people gave their MVPs of the first half of the NFL season after week nine. So all throughout the week, George, you had the conversation of who is the NFL's MVP through the first half of the season. I mentioned I do the MVP pyramid comes out every Wednesday. It's my way of trying to keep people true to who the MVP is, where guys just don't pop out of nowhere and all of a sudden enter the discussion. I had Tom Brady number one, and I think that Tom Brady was the NFL's MVP through the first nine weeks of the season. You thought it should be someone else you had a problem with Brady being the MVP I know he did and I know he did having Brady at the top of your MVP ladder was 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 you being a prisoner of the Tom Brady moment dude like it was just yes his team is doing okay but then the the idea that he's going to win the MVP when it's been Lamar Jackson, who's been the superhero of this season, is is craziness. And mind you, the the person who should have been the MVP prior to his injury was uh, was was Derrick Henry. So it was Derrick Henry, and then once he fell off, then it became Lamar Jackson. And Tom Brady should have been in your second tier. Uh, Tom Brady was on top of my pyramid and Derrick Henry was in the second tier prior to the injury. So, but uh, to your point, the issue with Lamar Jackson though, and this is actually something that Mark Schlereth pointed out when he joined us last week after the Ravens beat the Vikings, the great comebacks of Lamar Jackson sometimes are caused because of bad play by Lamar Jackson in the first half. It's the only thing that I think is is that that I, I would hold against he's him because he has been great. He's, he's the fireman who sets yes. the fire yes. and then comes to put it out. That is the case. <laughs> and even in their loss against the Raiders that they had for as great as it was, remember it was his fumble in overtime that, that allowed the Raiders to, to get that game-winning score, whereas I think the other guys may have been, uh, maybe their teams have been behind for other reasons, but I think because so much is on Lamar's shoulders, that sometimes when they get behind, it's because of his play, and then he needs to save them. I don't. I don't know. After after what happened Thursday night, I don't see him moving up. But honestly, what happened to Tom Brady today, and what happened throughout again with some of the best in the NFL today, there may not be much movement. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Quickly, George, do the Chiefs break out of their funk tonight and beat the Raiders? Yes, yes, they do, dude. Everybody's been giving them a chance to come back. I think their misery continues and the Raiders get a win tonight. We'll see how it all fares coming up next. Enjoy. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 